Hello, everyone, and welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, a podcast where I sit down with some of my friends in the local Columbus, Ohio theater, film an improv scene, and talk a bunch of geeky stuff. Some of it good, some of it bad, but all of it definitely geeky. If you enjoy our programs, be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and to leave a review, or subscribe and leave a review wherever you can get podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from our lovely backers on Kickstarter, like Yannick, for example. Yannick is a wonderful guy who I, I, I've actually met as well. He is someone who I worked with ever so slightly at one of my previous jobs, and because uh, I worked the third shift, night shift, he would come in at 7 a.m., and I got to talk to him a little bit, and he is one of the most, I hope I'm using this word right, genteel and jovial fellows that I've ever met. Especially in the morning when, you know, even though he could be rather quiet at times, you could tell there was a, he's a super nice guy. And I remember one of my great joys was talking to him before leaving in, in the mornings. And it was always such a lot of fun. And so, Yannick, thank you so much for supporting local podcast here in Columbus, Ohio, and kickstarting us. Thank you so much. Our official sponsor of the show is Audible. With over 200,000 titles to choose from, get one audiobook and two Audible originals each month included with your trial, even once your trial ends and normal membership begins. How rad is that? Best part is you own your library, meaning you keep the books even if you cancel with Audible, plus you get easy exchanges. So, don't love a book? Swap it out for free anytime. Sign up for your free trial over at audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Download the Audible app and start enjoying your new audiobook. We're also part of the It's All Been Done Presents Network, a Columbus, Ohio-based multi-platform creative network. Let us entertain you. We're also voted uh, one of Columbus's top picks for 2017 and 2018. And uh, we have tons of podcasts, friend works, reviews, videos, and more. For more information, go to ibdpresents.com. In this episode, I'm here with Diantha Hillenbrand, and we're going to sit down and talk about Rocket Man on this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Word of warning, though, that there will be spoilers aplenty, not just on this, but just about anything we may talk about. So listeners, please beware. Is there anything you want to add or say about Rocket Man? Join in on our conversation by interacting with us on social media and email. Twitter and Instagram is username GoodBadGeeky. Facebook URL is facebook.com forward slash, you guessed it, GoodBadGeeky. And email is GoodBadGeeky at gmail.com. We may read your comment on the show. Okay, enough said on my end. Will, roll them. My favorite part is when they they showed how he blasted off into space, mm-hmm. just like he did in real life, because, you know, that was the best part. <laughs> We're talking about Rocket Man, obviously. Yes. Okay, well, yeah, we'll start with, what did you think? What I really liked was that you, I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but what I felt like, I forgot it was about Elton John, and it just felt like maybe it was just oh. about having that sort of pain wanting to I think the whole theme of it was let you know again deep shit yeah like that. <laughs> God damn. yeah wanting to be loved and feeling worthy and 
it just it almost stopped being a biopic and more being about being a human being and being weird. I thought it had good music. It really did. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, I I did enjoy it a great deal. It was it was very good. I barely saw. Well, I I didn't enjoy watching Bohemian Rhapsody when I kind of watched it. Mm-hmm. I'm using that as an example, but I'm also. Have you ever seen Walk the Line? Oh gosh, it's been a while. Right, but okay, so. I get they're going to take liberties with it, but like that one felt like a biopic. This felt more like a fever dream. Yeah. But that's also kind of the point. Exactly. Which I think is nice, but now see, I read an interview today in preparation for this <laughs> um, where Matthew K. Vaughn, he's the director of Kick-Ass and, oh, Kingsman, where, yes, yes yeah. the lead kid who played Elton. Mm-hmm. Taryn Edgerton. Yeah, Taryn. He was the the young kid in Kingsman. Yes. Yeah. So, like, they have a good working relationship, and he's the one that kind of helped him. And matter of fact, Ellen John's in the second one. Have you seen the second one? Mm-mm. The Golden Circle, it's not better than the first one. It's, it's, it's very different, which is a good thing. And it has a lot of... It's better than Kick-Ass 2. If you watch Kick-Ass, I thought Kick-Ass was really good. And then the second one, it just didn't land right. And I don't know if it's because they changed too many little things. And I get some of the the little things were also horrible things, and that's why you change them. But I was also just like, it loses the punch. So have you ever seen Kick-Ass? No. So (laughs) Kick-Ass is, what if in the real world, this kid becomes a superhero? Oh, no. I think maybe I have seen that. Yeah, and there's like the little foul mouth, like 13-year-old, and Nicolas Cage, who talks like adam west he... <laughs> yes well so okay i have seen that yeah so the end of that movie you know the original twist that's in the movie is that big daddy dies and him and hit girl have to team up to take down the mob boss mm-hmm. in the comic books the twist is that that's not really her dad it's just some dude who kidnapped her Oh. from her mom because he's a comic book nerd and he's like well I gotta raise him from the beginning it's really kind of the, and you're just like well that's like that was a good change <laughs> and the second one they got Jim Carrey to play a new superhero I think the star spangled American or something like that and like he beats people with a baseball bat oh, and, and, he has a, and he has a canine and what happens is the bad guys get to him and they kind of do what's his name to Rob Stark they do a Rob Stark which is they cut off his head discard it, cut off the dog's head, put it on top of his head. Mm. And obviously that caused some problems, so they cut that out. The problem, though, is that it kind of takes some of the bite out of his death, and that also triggers other things in the book, and those other things kind of happen in the movie, but it's, just, it's not... It's very hollow. I'm getting to rocket, man, I swear to God. But <laughs> well, anyway, I can't wait to see where it lands. Where, 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 where it lands. <laughs> like, where is this going? Um, this is the more meandering of, of the episodes. Uh, I, I, like, it feels a little hollow, and I, Matthew K. Vaughn, like, there's a lot of great stuff in Rocket Man. And if I didn't read the interview where he said the exact same thing you just said, mm-hmm. would have never got that from that movie. <laughs> like, it felt more like a man trying to recall with his own music mm-hmm. his life and how he got to where he is. But I never really got that part of it. So I started feeling it started feeling very hollow to me as well. Mm-hmm. But it still was good. Like. I look at that and I look at what I remember from Bohemian Rhapsody or Walk the Line. I'm like, way better than those movies, though. Like, I just could have taken something a little bit more from it. I Now, if you had to ask me what that would be, I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. 
no clue whatsoever at all because his life is just just absolutely fascinating. Yes. And I mean, well, also some of the timeline stuff did kind of irk me because he got. I remember him getting clean in the nineties, but like it ends with him singing "I'm Still Standing." Yeah. And shooting the music video, and uh, it was just very bizarre to me. But I will say this: props for them. I didn't know if it was him or if it was Elton John. Oh, who's singing? It, well, no, no, I know who's singing. Yeah, yeah. It's Taryn. Taryn, yeah. But I'm talking about like in the, in, the, in the video, because they show the music video, oh, yeah, and they're recreating weren't... it, and, and I literally could not tell what was who. And I don't think they ever switched it, but like he looked so much like, mm-hmm. or what my memory of that video was. I was yeah. like, I just remember, I was like, is that Elton John? <laughs> like, the what? No, no, the real Elton John. Is that real Elton John? And then when it, when they, they got a little bit closer, no, because they did some extreme close-ups in that video for mm-hmm. I'm Still Standing, and then they did the hot guys on the beach doing their thing. Yes. <laughs> which, but that was the video. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's such a bizarre thing. And then I was just like, that's very 80s. But that didn't happen that way. That happened in the 90s. Because then, like, as it a- Ada? came out the musical he did with bernie mm-hmm. came out after that as like a celebration of i'm actually clean now yeah yeah they also i think there was another thing too that was weird is that the border song and i'm still standing i think was in the original letters that he showed the the producers back in the 70s and 70s yeah the border song definitely i saw it and that, that did not did not no <laughs> um, no that did not happen like even i was just like the border i felt like that's like 76 we're like not there yet like <laughs> Not to say that he didn't, but also, like, I just remember my dad and I walked out, and I was just like, mm-hmm. Elton John. John like, had no clue. And then I read, <laughs> I read, it's like, that's not how that happened. He named it after some other singer he was on the road with named John. Some, he's a blues singer. And, and you're just like, it sounds cooler. And you're yeah. like, I'm okay with that. Like, that, to me, is an acceptable thing. But did you, did you cringe when his mom said the thing to him? It's like, oh, I know you've been gay this whole time. And you're like... Oh, oh but then and, and then, then the bomb and, and then the bomb was just like but you'll never be properly loved and you're just like Ugh. i sank yeah. for him because at that point it's he'd already yeah he, i mean he's already had missing the love from his father or at least the outward love and, from and his he'll father. never get that either yeah, yeah. well i will say this which is interesting like he did actually have a, a well kind of a decent stepfather, it seemed like. Yeah, cause the, he because like once he walked into at least in the film, once he walked in, he was just kind of there for the rest of the time. Right, and I think he even said too, he's like, well, because I think he's like, are you playing rock and roll? You know, I think I know someone who could help you with that. And then it cuts them in the bar. Yeah, and you're just like, so he's kind of supportive of him, which is good for his mother. Exactly. But also, so so this is where. Maybe I would like to see some of that. Like, look, I know he doesn't have, like, they're not besties or anything like that. <laughs> and uh, he would probably prefer the love of his real father over over whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> and again, I, he's not the point of the story. Yeah. But, like, little things like that, little more scenes like that of how he struggled for love. Like, I mean, I know there's a lot of scenes like that, but I didn't. It felt more like passing by to get to the next thing and mm-hmm. get to the next song. And there's nothing wrong with that because it really was a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's really also half of Rocket Man is you're trying to go around going, what song are you going to throw in here? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's, before we go further in the movie, I'll ask you this. What's your favorite Elton John song? Oh. Oh. And are you, have you listened to his catalog exclusively? Not exclusively, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Really listen to his stuff. My, um, yeah, my my favorite Elton John song, which wasn't in the movie, and understandably so, because it would have been odd, is Belfast. 
So I am not. Uh, so right now, clearly, I am not on your level <laughs> of Elton John. Like I, I feel like I remember Honky Cat came in the movie, and I was mm-hmm. like, I fucking know that song because I own that record. <laughs> yeah. Because I love my my favorite song by Elton John. As I've gotten older, is Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. Oh And I yeah. bought the album that's on, so I could listen to it. Mm-hmm. And the first track is Honky Cat. And I was like. Why was this never a hit? And apparently it was in the UK, <laughs> but not here in the States. And so when they start singing, I was like, get back. Huck. I was like, I know this song. What? what? I, but, you know, if you had asked me any other tracks on that album, unless it was a, a big hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there's one other song I know. Something about Amy. Something like that. That's all I know. But that's awesome. that's, that's, Right. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I know the Lion King stuff. Mm-hmm. I know the big hits. Yeah. <laughs> And that's where I fall. So, see, you're already, like, a step ahead of me. Like, Honky Cat is my deep cut. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, my sister was a, he, well, she still is, huge Elton John fan. Did so. she see it with you? No. Um, but she, you, you know, growing up, we she had all the albums and was getting them as they were coming out. And there, there was an album called Made in England. And so it was kind of... Yeah, that's, that's one of his early ones, I think, right? Um, I'm not really sure. 70... He's definitely young in, like, yeah. on the... On the pictures and in the album, but yeah, a yeah. lot of the uh, I find a lot of the songs on that album more kind of symphonic. They're very kind of edging on more like classical, and then ha- and it, they're still they're still rock songs. But yeah, it was, I think it's a, a very mature album for sure. But Belfast, it's just it's very hauntingly beautiful, and obviously it's written for listen, the I need yeah. To so I definitely need to so another song I like is I didn't know it was Elton John singing. Mm-hmm. Until I was much older. There is a movie on HBO called In the Band Played On. Have you seen this? I've never heard of that. So it was back during the AIDS epidemic. It was I mean, it was it was already devastatingly kicking everyone's ass. But HBO back then would do their movies of the week, mm-hmm. and but they were like big movies. Like they would have they would bring in some decent stars. And I remember because it was covering HIV. At the time, it's now more of a who's who because uh, it even has like people who weren't huge yet, like. I, I find him to be a good actor, but Donald Logue, yeah, he was in it, but like he was an unknown kind of at the time. B.D. Wong, oh was, yeah, my gosh, B.D. Wong was kind of an unknown. Ian McKellen, are you serious? No, you know I'm totally serious. <laughs> uh, and I know he was big in the UK, but like he wasn't super huge here yeah. yet. Like X Men is what kind of made him very well known in the US, but mm. and that's 2002. This was like 92, 93. Wow, that's yeah. Um, Matthew Modine, I can't remember her name. I feel really, really bad. She was the love interest in Dick Tracy. She was in Dirty Ron Scoundrels, Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh, I don't know. She's a wonderful actress. She passed away, I think, last year or so. Really good actress. Mm -hmm. She's in there as a cameo. You have a bunch of other like smaller parts like Richard Gere, Phil Collins. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's very much a lot of oh, a lot of people came to, and, and honestly, it's really weird because years later, HBO has done the movie The Normal Heart, which is uh, about New York, centralized in New York during the whole epidemic in the eighties, sure. and it's like Mark Ruffalo, Jim Parsons, and Matthew Bomber. Okay. Really good. It, it's almost like a companion piece to that. But at the end of the movie, they cut to real clips. Of all the the you know candlelight vigils and whatever, and they play this really beautiful song about the love between a father and their son. And it's pretty much 
the son's dying and the father finally shows up and they make peace. Mm-hmm. And then I, I found out years later that's Elton John singing. And of course I go, well, of course it's Elton. <laughs> but back then I had no real concepts of that. Like mm-hmm. me learning about AIDS was watching that movie and yeah. going, dear God, what the fuck is going on? Oh, this is an 80s movie. You ever do the movie Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car with Corey Felt, the Corys? No. The dad in that, um, if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, I know that guy. Like, <laughs> One of those faces. Yeah. Oh, he was in the original It. The okay. Miniseries. He, I think he played the fat guy who killed himself in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's been around. He usually has a beard now, like yeah. and everything. He, but he was one of them. The guy who got killed in the Untouchables uh, <laughs> yeah. in the in the elevator. The uh-huh. bookie. He the bookie like guy. He was in there. <laughs> and Donnie from Frasier. Oh, for goodness. That's sake. what I'm saying. Like <laughs> they played the CDC team. Alan Alda. Oh, Alan Alda was a fucking asshole. I, everyone seemed to have been. Uh, that no, no, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's really good. Um, but Elton. The point of this was Elton John <laughs> did the song at the end. And uh, but I will say, if you've not seen it, if you have access somehow, get a hold of that movie and okay. then also watch The Normal Heart. Okay. And they work as great companion pieces in a way. And it's really, which is, I mean, you're going to cry. I will say that too. <laughs> um, so be emotionally ready for that. <laughs> I have my tissue boxes oh, on either side. Yeah. I'm ready. I'll double fist it. <laughs> I'm totally ready for the crying. <laughs> Engage tear ducts. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's really fascinating too. Like there was a story the other day where I read that they actually think they found a case older than the case for AIDS than what they've reported during the actual epidemic, which is they, they traced it down to, it's either a, a male stewardess or a male airplane pilot. When, and that's how it was spreading because they, he would have fares and whoa. It would, right. But the only problem is he was patient zero. They thought, but this was what, that was like in the early late seventies, early eighties. Okay, this was, was like, a, this was 1960 something. Holy cow. Right. And it was like a young kid. So that means how did he get it? Yeah. Crazy stuff. Sorry, that has nothing to do with Rocket Man. Um, but okay, so I guess that's something else. That's kind of like they didn't go into any of that either, which I'm surprised because like when I think of Elton John, I go music. Mm-hmm. I might say gay, but usually with that as like a defender of gay rights, and then also a huge staunch supporter for AIDS mm-hmm. and HIV uh, research. They don't go into that at all, and I know that's not the point, but like I feel like that's him giving back and. Because I feel like to do that successfully, you have to have a, a good inner self, yeah. and maybe. But again, that's not that's not fun to watch someone who's actually feeling healthy and going. I'm going to do great things now. <laughs> You're like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll play the piano. Yeah, yeah. gonna tour around Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Well, like, well, to bank on what you said earlier, yeah. saying it felt more like a fever dream. I think that was the point. The point. Oh yeah. Um, and it like I think. What came to mind actually was it reminded me, rem, the pacing of it and a lot of the glitz about it kind of reminded me a lot of uh, watching a Baz Luhrmann movie. Yes, which in a, a, a little bit more toned down yes. Baz Luhrmann, yeah. but at the same time still really good because and, and so this is where Rocket Man gets off <laughs> in that I feel like it's a little bit more immune to criticism of any type, even like playful ones like ours, which is I like the movie. I would like to own it. Yeah. It's not like Walk the Line where I go, oh, Jesus, another one of these fucking movies. <laughs> oh, my God. Matter of fact, that was my first thought watching that. I had no idea it was a musical. Yeah. I thought it was because, like, look, Walk the Line's a musical, too. But no, it's not a musical. It's a biopic with his music thrown in. Yep. And does the what's his name sing the parts with Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. But it's in the sense of they're at doing concerts and doing montages. No, this is straight up. It's a musical. Yep. And expertly done. 
but the but the way they get off is that no, it is a fever. It's all from Elton's perspective, mm-hmm. and like memory, it blotches. You see what you want to see. Yeah, like memory it would blotch. Like memory, there wouldn't be any specific dates or specific linear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Which now. I, I did read, a th- and I think in that interview, they did talk about how Vaughn was just like, they weren't going to include the 1984 thing where he... So that's the thing. He wanted to... Re- uh, the movie makes it out that he got in his devil costume, walked off stage, mm-hmm. got in a cab, and went right to rehab. And I was like, no, rehab was like eight years later. Yeah. I think because it was just yeah. a connection a connection oh, oh, point. Totally. It's a narrative yeah. thing, and, and that's... And I get that, but there's a part of me... And they, they said that, like, that... Like, they knew that. Yeah. But, like, I I don't know. Like, I I really wished they would have gone into Because apparently what also happened was is that... This is why I'm, I'm tying it back into the AIDS thing. Sure. Always a fun thing to say. I'm going to tie it back into the AIDS thing. Was, I think, a friend passed away of HIV. And it shook him. Oh. And also he was, I think, having... He was, like, really fucked up because of the drugs. Yeah. And he just didn't know how to... And then he got his stage fright... So, like, that's something else, too, that they didn't go into, which is he still had horrible stage fright, but he could overcome it with the drugs, mm. and then he would get the high from performing on top of that, yeah. adrenaline would kick in. And, and probably the, the outrageous costumes, just, you know, having oh, just that, that extra shield, that extra mask, that extra distance being made from who the man is, from really at, yeah. closer to Elton John, less Reg Dwight, Look kind of. You. I know. Look at you just fucking... <laughs> offering sincere critiques here can't compete with that no i'm kidding uh no i i'm that's why i'm glad you're doing this episode uh because you are a huge you're a good singer but you're also a good big fan of music mm-hmm. so like again but someone can say they like elton john but you know like i like elton john but it's a different level than like say my wife or my dad likes elton john which is they know like your song and maybe three other movies or three <laughs> other songs. You know, well, I know like if, like maybe ten more. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I did actually try listening to some of his newer albums today, and nice. they're okay. Yeah. Oh, also, like, look, I know you're doing the thing at the end of the movie where you put little words up on the screen, and it's the end of you know Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Where are they at now? Whatever. But to still sit there and it's like. And they've never still had an argument. I was like, bullshit. They've had lots of arguments. I say they were arguing a lot in the movie. Right. (laughs) Or rather, Elton was having an outburst and and poor Bernie was just, you know, eyes down and sad. (laughs) If you're saying that, you know, Bernie was in an abusive relationship (laughs) with someone who is very what have you, and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, no, there is something kind of wrong with that. But you know what I mean? Like, Mm. he has some other shit going on, too. And I'm sure they probably work together great. And yeah. also, like, if you do anything creative with somebody else, there is frustration and tension. And at the end of the day, at least in my opinion, it's like you go, is that worth it? And mm-hmm. if you say yes, then then it doesn't like it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. As long and as long as you realize that and you try to approach it. But like, I, I it, the movie makes it very much feel like. It is very one-sided, mm. um, and Bernie's kind of the one in the abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah, I was really, really sad for the movie Bernie. <laughs> I know, right? And I really like that they gave him the whole. It's like, why not? You're going to come, and he's like kind of talking to himself. Yeah. But like this, this is it. But at the same time, I got they were trying to also go for the fact that Elton felt betrayed yeah. by him. 
And again, this is where the movie gets off. It says, like, yes, but everything's through Elton's perspective. Yes. But at the same time, I would have been like, could we get a little bit more of just that without anything else before? You know, because we got it, but it's just more. But at that point in the movie, it was all about him dealing with his manager slash boyfriend mm-hmm. and all that poor shit. He has such a punchable face. <laughs> Rob Stark. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I already don't like this dude. If you watch, if you did not watch Game of Thrones, which I know you did, he played like one of the the lead characters that everyone loved. They yeah. got horribly murdered. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so when I said Rob Stark, that's what happened to him. He oh. got his head cut off, and his direwolf's head got cut off, and they got yeah. Oh, see, I think the wolf part would really, but would really. Well, they don't show... No, they they just show... It's at night, too, so it's not as graphic or gory. But, like, no, his death is horrifying. So these are spoilers, really, for Game of Thrones at this point. Uh, <laughs> he made a promise to... Because there's a war going on for yeah. the Game of Thrones. Sure. In the war, he made a promise to Walter Frey, like, hey, I'll marry your daughter for, like, for supplies and men to my cause. Because blah, blah, blah. The North shall ride again, whatever. Well, but then he naturally fell in love with a, another girl. Oh, no. He married her, and Walter Frey was pissed. But then he's just like, hey, you know what? In good spirit, let's have parlay. I'm going to celebrate your wedding. And when they get there, his mom is there with him. And by the way, she, his wife is now pregnant. And she looks around, and she knows that all Frey's men, and even the musicians, have like armor on oh, underneath no. their clothes. And by that point, it's too late. The red wedding has commenced. And that is, they stab the the baby, slit her throat. They shoot him with, like, 20 arrows. And literally, he just looks at his mom. He's like, Mom. And then they slice his throat. And it's it's just, it's brutal. It's brutal. And so the Stark's emblem, their call sign, is the dire wolf. Mm -hmm. And he had a pet dire wolf. So they desecrated the emblem and him. And rode his body through town oh, like that to geez. let people know that you don't fuck with the Lannisters. Oh, gee, I'm so sad I missed it. <laughs> I know, it's like one of the best parts of the show because it's one of those ones you're just like, oh, God, this is horrible. Um, because you, you really, he's one of those characters that, yes, he had a punchable face, but he was also like a good dude and you wanted him to succeed. Well, like, I mean, in. Good dudes don't. You, in Game of Thrones, good dudes don't survive well. Well, true, but in uh, the very first time you see uh, see whatever his name is, I couldn't even. Just, remember just his call name. him Rob Stark. It's Rob all good. Stark, okay. So the first time you I look see. Because this time. <laughs> well, the first time you see Rob Stark in, in Rocket Man, he's giving, like, this lascivious glance over at Elton and I'm like ew stop looking at him like that I don't like it <laughs> yeah cause he's watching him it's at the Troubadour right yeah yeah he's watching him at the Troubadour and that's where he uh, he plays John Reed mm-hmm. uh, and Richard Madden is the actor's name I, I think he by the way props for Bryce Dallas Howard for playing his mom yeah because I ha- I thought that was not her but I was like is that her that's not her <laughs> And then, like, the more you watch, like, that's her. <laughs> that's not her. <laughs> okay, did you cry in the movie? I I got not. I didn't cry. You got a little verklempt, though. But I got a little verklempt. F- you got a little um, Fair enough. Fair enough. There was. I, I can't remember which daddy issue scene it was. Was it the second time when he? Oh, it as was an adult. It he, was when he was at the house with the two kids. With the two kids. That that kind of. That kind of twisted my chest a little bit. And then there was a scene 
when he tried to drown himself in the pool. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's not so much that that made me sad, but it was just... When he looks up and a bunch of people dr- jump in the pool, at first I thought it was going to be like a real... Like a, another Baz Luhrmann type scene, mm-hmm. but it was just that they all of those people jumped in and were coming down to get him, and I don't know why that hit me, but they did. Just watching them from his perspective, all swimming down toward him, and I think probably he didn't even think that they were in there for him either. Oh, and I just, yeah, I don't know. That that scene stuck with me. Yeah, I, I that, that's that's you're. Yeah, I'm, I'm about ready to cry the way you described it. <laughs> um, that is not what I saw. <laughs> no, that is that's not true. That's not true. I did see it, but like I didn't know what I was experiencing because mm-hmm. it's so. Uh, again, it's like a fever dream, yeah. and like that more than anything because he's technically overdosing yeah. or having a heart attack at the bottom of the pool. I, it's they don't really officially say, do they? No, be- there's it's o- very heart attack is said once, and that's when he fell down the stairs. If you that's remember. what it. Oh, they yeah. said heart attack, and then there was some discrepancy about what it really was. Although Rob Stark was the one that was like, "No, it was just this," and it's like, "Well, maybe he's maybe you're just a dick." Yeah, dickhead. Yeah. So the scene I got teared up for, but then I, I stopped was when he at the end during rehab uh, during the group session. His grandmother appeared. Oh yes, and she like, said, oh, and she. Oh, I almost no, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. You can cuss on here, motherfucker. Uh, he, she said that very nice thing, and then she. I don't remember what it was, but I just remember I was like, "Oh, grandma's here. She's the only one that really supported him the whole time. The whole time." And then she said, "I don't remember what it was, but something she said. It could be taken kind of derogatory." I don't remember what it was, but I just know it turned me off, and I just was like, oh, you bitch, like that, and then I just shut down, and then his mantra was like, oh, his his mind has claws right now, and I don't want to hear any of it, because then his dad walked up to, not his stepdad, but his dad, his dad I was just dad. like, oh, Elton, you need to let go of the shit, man, because, but again, but I get, so that that's a bummer, I didn't see that side of his grandmother, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what she said, it was, she's just like, hello, Reg, Reg, hello, dear, something like that, and then she, I don't, I don't know. I, it came off derogatory to me. I don't remember what it was. It really is bothersome now that I can't think of it. But I just remember it stuck with me because I was just like, oh, man, you have me right now. And you got me. Mm. And then when that happened, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. Why would you say that to him? But something in his mind, excuse me, had to trigger that response. Yeah. So did I Did I miss something, you know, in, in the narrative they presented where I should be just like, no, I get why she would say that, but I didn't at all. And the mom and dad, you did. Yeah. You just like, and then he's like, uh, "Oh, also, what's the lesson that he should forgive him, his young self at that last bit too?" Like oh, he like hugs him. I think just kind of. I think the idea, and I I could be wrong. I think the idea is just loving who you are, and or rather accepting the parts of you, even the ones that you don't like. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot of pe- the he there was a lot of peace that he wasn't making with who he was, and that's um, true. And and I mean that was driving his fear of doing something sober. He's like that is true when yes. he's talking to Bernie later, and I think just not being able to make peace with the fact that you are what you are because of it's it's you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think just kind of embracing himself at that point was just but, realizing yeah it's me that's doing this it's not but, but could we also all admit 
maybe throwing out there yeah. that Elton on cocaine gave us some really good music. It's true. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, also same up there with Billy Joel. Yeah. Really, BJ on the sauce. Yeah. Good music. It makes you wonder if, and I, I hate it when this, when this. <laughs> Logic is used, so I'm God. like kicking myself. Like, that's right. Fall into my <laughs> trap. Sometimes you wonder, doing horrible things like that are almost necessary for certain to get to other certain parts of your life. You like, you have to go through things like that. And obviously, making bad decisions is not great. So but how else are you? Are you saying it's more about the journey? <laughs> See, I, that's what I was trying to avoid. <laughs> but but here's the thing: you're not wrong. Yeah. So, like, my wife says something It's really poignant to me, which is people are in your life for the time they need to be. Mm-hmm. And for those who stick it out through the whole run, it's amazing, and that's great. Yeah. But they serve a function. The people who aren't, it's sad, but it's there to help. They, they helped you get to that next part their of your journey. Of your tra- their transition points. Yeah. And it sucks to look at p- other people like that. But I mean, at the it's same good, time, it's hopefully, it's gonna be the same for them too. Exactly. Yeah. And then you think about it, it's like every everybody there's like everyone is a transition point. Yeah. At some point, and sometimes the transition point is very small too. Other times it's very big, and that's really fucking deep. We went really deep there. <laughs> I don't. We can't get that deep on the show unless it has <laughs> something to do with like comic book characters. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, where's Hellboy? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm kidding. No, I, I, I like getting deep on this show. Yeah, like, well, we'll throw it out there. Well, we won't get too far into it. You and I both, I would say, fe- felt very isolated in high school. Yes. Yeah. I feel, I'm not going to go into it, but from what you've told me, you are way more than me. <laughs> like, well, well, actually, well, we do don't you, need to compare. Pain is pain. pain and and pain feel, is feeling pain. alone is the same, yeah. no matter where you're, where you're feeling it. That's, that's why if you play that song from Hook, when you're all alone, yes. far away from home. Like, I just like, I know, and, and also, it's a really good song, too, which was written by John Williams. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he did the lyrics, but he wrote the music. Mm-hmm. Um, other fun fact for you, Hook was supposed to be a musical, and he could never get it to really gel right. Oh. And Steven Spielberg, I think, supposedly tried to help him do that, and then finally he's just like, what if we didn't make it a musical? So actually, the beginning is like, I want to be like Peter Pan. That is actually from... the the deleted song from the musical oh, that they kept sake. in the in the movie as a little like, hey, and then of course when you're all alone, that that whole thing was kept in the which is beautiful. Yeah, like I love the orchestral score as it kicks in where they start showing all over Neverland and how they're all missing each other and whatever yeah. Jack and the daughter I forget the daughter's name right now, Holy which cow. is funny because we're talking about her, uh, yeah. her song. <laughs> yeah, um, it's very sweeping and emotional and and also Robin Williams here. Oh, uh, it'll always be too soon. <laughs> right. Okay, so not not to go on a weird tangent, but do you feel like our generation's John Lennon is Robin Williams on some level? I've never heard anything close to that in comparison, and I have to agree with you. So, so I guess what I mean by that is just like if you like being a music person, I, you've probably seen Mr. Holland's opus. Yes. Remember that was the big thing is that him and his wife came home and and through the son's eyes you got to see they were just dead they started crying and mm-hmm. sobbing when John Lennon got shot and, and got killed. Yeah. 
And I just remember when we found out at work, like, everyone kind of was, there's like, that didn't happen. He didn't, no, he's not dead. He's too young. Yeah. Robin Williams. And then when it's like after two hours went by, it's like, no, 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 it's real. Like, some people were just like, didn't know, like, it wasn't, the normal workplace banter wasn't like it was. It became very somber. And a few people left, I think, to go cry. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I've never seen, like, and it's hard for me to like, you know, I'm doing good right now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, but like, there are some times where if I'm watching something with Ron Williams, I will tear up. I'm like, I don't think I can handle this because he's so good. And it's, it's, it, we lost that. Yeah. Um, It's like a candle going out. It, There's like a, br- like a, like a brush a draft. On the wind. Yes. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but no, but but I just re- I just feel like that's a very interesting. I think our generation hasn't had someone like that, where like they hit a bunch of like for everybody. Yeah. Because I think that's the other thing too is that I remember like my I I feel like other people who were older than my parents. Like they would even talk about John Lennon as a very sad thing, yeah. and and I was just like, so maybe, but you also hate. Uh, my first thought is, but didn't you hate them because they were rock and roll? And it's like, well, no, but they were still really talented. Look, it's complicated, they, okay? It's complicated, okay? <laughs> Music's complicated. I have feelings about music. I don't, don't want. I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't want to talk about. It. I don't want to see you do Hound Dog, but I want to hear it, okay? Don't shake your hips. Um, well, because that was the big thing is too is that the Beatles supposedly gave they made the girls two nuts, yeah. and then Elvis did his little shaking hip thing, and that mm. was all bad. Yeah, and that's evil. Now, Grant John also starts saying other stuff too, but yeah. him and Yoko. But not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> he can do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. But he also said he was G- bigger. Well, no, he wasn't wrong. I get the point, but it's like. Don't say things like that. No. Like, or maybe set that up better. Yeah. Just saying, like, you know, right now, and this is possibly sad for some people, but we are bigger than Jesus, and that's not a good thing. Yeah. Because I think that's what he was trying to say. But he just says, we're bigger than Jesus. And he didn't, there's nothing else after that, <laughs> and they move it along. Or that's what history has as now. Yeah. So there's nothing, nothing around that. And, and, you know, so this is weird. Everyone, though, looks at musicians and go, I think it goes, that I'm aware of, it goes, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. maybe Stevie Wonder, mm. Elton John, Billy Joel, yeah. and then you get into some other, then the hard rock people start going, like, what about Megadeth and oh. Metallica? And you're oh. just like, cool, okay, yeah. okay, sure, sure, we'll throw those guys in. But, like, Elton John and Billy Joel, like, I don't... Like, will we be sad when those two... I mean, we will, but you know what I mean? Like, what will we... How will that reaction be to that? I mean, I don't want to think about that, but, like, I... Because, like, he's one of those people that, like, everybody knows, like, in a completely different way in that. And not... Elton John's music is not like the Beatles, so Mm -hmm. I don't know if it would have that same impact, but, like, would it? Because he did the Lion King music. Yeah. And that touched a lot of people. Like, people know Elton John probably just because it's like Hakuna Matata. Well, plus Elton's music has, he pretty much has everything that anybody could like. So even if you don't, like, even if 
some people don't like most of his music. There, there's going to be an Elton John song that you, you mean, like. Elton John, though, I love Elton John. Mm-hmm. I like well, I like his music. I the the individual like it has to be very trembling because something else they they made a joke about at the end, which is he's like, and he still spends a lot of money shopping. And he's just <laughs> like, does any, did anyone read that report? Are they going to talk about that report from a year or two ago where he was? That's why he had to do like three more goodbye tours yeah. is because he was he was spending like what 20 million dollars a day on just like manservants for his kids uh, for him like limos like anything like he's like I want a $2,000 bottle of water now get me 2,000 of those please oh beautiful no stuff like that oh doesn't it look beautiful look how it's spot it looks like water it gleam look it tastes delicious water is water dude and it's like yes but does it do this when you play music and you play it in the water <laughs> might do something and it's just because it's on the piano so it's just vibrating yeah and that's really all it's like what if i take it off and he's like but that doesn't matter it's it's <laughs> it's, it's gold plated water <laughs> i've touched it now yeah, it's, it's touched it. it's, and now now it's a number one hit <laughs> that would be such a weird movie well, well okay so going back a little bit if you need to watch kingsman the golden circle because elton john plays himself yes because he's the celebrity that gets kidnapped oh my goodness and the bad guy has two dogs named benny Aww. and the jets oh, that's awesome <laughs> and and also they make they they make him play they put him in the peacock costume mm-hmm. and they make him play for hours on end oh These, my god it, it's which is really bizarrely funny and of course i think elton's even just like is this really necessary <laughs> like like and he's really funny it's really all right good. i get it i get it you like elton john god, oh, yes, <laughs> So we have Rocket Man. Yeah. You know what I appreciated? Yeah. Is whenever they do films that are about or involve real people, they tend to get the, the like the hot version. Like the like if you've ever seen the Temple Grandin movie, I mean Hilary Swank is beautiful and it's oh, do you know what I mean? Miss, like the, the person themselves uh, yeah. is perfectly acceptable, but they just like Hollywood glam the person up and it's like I, but what I appreciated yeah. about Rocket Man was that it just it looked like it looked like him. It looked like him. Like it didn't have you know, obviously it wasn't perfect because it's a different person, it's an actor, but like they didn't they didn't like sex him up. They didn't make him no. the prettier version. It just was an honest kind of yeah. Yeah. Well, now see, I thought the Temple Graydon version with uh, Claire Danes. I thought Claire she Danes. Would, well, I don't know why I said Hillary Swank. Okay. I was going to let that slide. <laughs> I wasn't going to call you, and I was. And I was like, "That's a dick move." <laughs> no. Just casually bring up Claire Danes and then just act like nothing. happened. I was picturing Claire Danes. When I know I said. you. Were. Of course, you. Claire Danes and Hillary Swank very different. Of course. Yes. Um, I thought, like, when they showed pictures of young Claire... Of young Claire Danes. When they showed a picture... <laughs> uh, my so-called life. Um, when they showed young pictures of her and young pictures of the real Temple Graydon, I thought they did a really good job without mm-hmm. glitzing her up too much. Yeah. I, now, I will admit some of the cowboy costumes got a little bit too well-made. Mm-hmm. And, I, again, if you look at some of the pictures, they look really good, but it almost looks like Hollywood eyes, the whole shebang. Yeah. But they still got... I felt that right. But again, I knew nothing about Temple Graydon until I was watching that movie. Again, I learned all my stuff through HBO and week, uh, month, weekly movies or yeah. whatever yeah. Um, because that was one of those. So see, I, I you know, if, if, it, if it's not a miniseries or a movie on HBO, mm-hmm. I don't know about it. <laughs> I'm surprised I knew anything about Elton John. No joke. How did I get there? Uh, what, what were you, although you were saying like, oh, he looked like Elton John. Yeah. And he like, didn't look like a sexy Elton John. Yeah. And... 
even at the end, they show kind of a photo montage. They're like, oh, see this picture that we did of Taron Edgerton? Yeah. Look how it really looked. And you're like, it the same. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, right, right, which is really nice. <laughs> now, here's a question. Would our good and dear friend Nathan enjoy the movie? His opinion terrifies me, because I never really know. <laughs> so, here's a fun fact about him. So, the show Chuck, yeah. with Zachary Levi. There's a reason I'm bringing this up. Sure. Uh, he came over to record a podcast years ago. It was like, Chuck was, I think, in his third season, and I had season one and two on Blu-ray. And I was watching it, and, you know, sometimes with people like that, you just got to have it on in the background when they show up, mm-hmm. and it makes them watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, we're going to order dinner... Because that was the thing. We would order dinner. I would usually buy it for him. And then we would... So, a.k.a. he has to watch what I'm watching. And then we would go upstairs and record a podcast. Sure. I had Chuck on. And the whole time... This is back when he used to do this a lot. Um, and I think he's learned that it's probably not appropriate. All the time. Which is... Ugh! <laughs> oh my god, I hate this so much. Why? Why? I hate this so much. And then he would watch it, and then at the end of the episode, he's like, that was so horrible. I hated every second of it. Two weeks later, he bought both volumes on on Blu-ray, and he loves the show. And if you talk to him now, he's like, Chuck, I love Chuck. (laughs) Fuck you, buddy. Yeah. So, but, so, I, so, yeah. And so, like, if, if Nathan knew anything about Elton John, I, in the same respect... He can't watch Captain America First Avenger because he goes in super scrawny with pants and yeah. the pants just go poof like they're okay. And here's the thing. I don't care about that. Does the continuity of that bother me a little bit? Sure. It it would have been cool like if they would have like, you know, made it look a little bit more snug or whatever. Yeah. But that's I don't care about that, but to Nathan, understandably, that's a, a thing he focused well, on. He does hard work on that. No, he no, he does, and, and I know, so I look, think of the appreciation I, is just like, hey, I I know that, but but he, and he also just goes, I know if I even tried watching that again, I would just still get lost in that moment, and I wouldn't, I can't enjoy the movie, and I'm like, <laughs> I get that, but so with that being said, mm-hmm. do you think he could enjoy Rocket Man? Because Rocket Man is told through a perspective of someone's memory versus the actual facts. True. Which, yeah. Which I think could... So, see, in my head, I'm going, I think we could get away with him enjoying this movie. <laughs> Except for the fact that they sing and it's not Elton John. And that would but probably he, bother him. True. Maybe. But I don't know. That being said, though, he uh, Taron sings very, very well. I agree and with so that. And I so think, I think maybe... I think they... I, I think would help... I would think that... If it's not Elton John, that might bother him. But then, because he's doing a good job, then that would kind of override. I, I would think so. I would, I would hope. hope, right? Yeah. yeah. See, this is really the scale for this movie. Yeah. As music people, is does Nathan like it? <laughs> well, and that's thing, hard to gauge. Well, the thing is, is that you at this at the same point, you kind of want him to like. So you're like, oh, really? If he likes it, then just like you're like, yay, he likes it. <laughs> no, right? No, it really because it's such a hard-earned battle to get to that point. <laughs> You know, no, it really is. Which I think it's really funny that he likes Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. but like when he saw that movie, he did not enjoy himself in the theater. Like it was our one friend and then him. And mm-hmm. like one of his favorite parts is when Groot runs a bunch of people through and slams them against the wall. <laughs> it's funny. And then he turns, it, well, it's hysterical. And then he turns <laughs> around, but he was bitching the whole time. So he missed that the first time he saw the movie. Aww. Because and then our other friend who also doesn't take shit from anybody was just like you need to shut up and enjoy the movie like she chewed him out and he needed it because it's in a public setting and he was being a little loud but 
and he and again, yeah, stop complaining and just watch and then shit on the movie when it's done. Because <laughs> yeah, you might be justified. But but yeah, you know, it's like that's his favorite part of the movie. But Aww. he's just like, yeah, I missed it the first time. I was complaining. I was just like <laughs> Don't complain, maybe you'll enjoy, maybe. <laughs> but no, I, I think that's very a very interesting gauge on that. And also, you know Nathan, so I think it's really funny that we could sit there and say, would, he, would years later, it's like, w- did Nathan w- enjoy... W-W-N-T? What would Nathan think? <laughs> what would Nathan think? <laughs> so on the W-W-N-T scale, we're going to give, out of five, we're going to give this maybe three <laughs> hard to gauge it could be a three until it gets to the one point and then it's one so like captain america was th- three and then the pants scene which is like 20 minutes in and then it's a one <laughs> and then we lost them at that point there, there, so it could be so the scale fluctuates there's not just a single rating it's a rating based on the arc of the movie like well yeah. it was a three around here it was a five here and then it was a solid one from that to the end right and, and of course because nathan is actually a lot more well spoken about some movies like we did Hellboy. He's like the music was really good. <laughs> like like that's what he's focusing on because he's like the rest of it is some shit. <laughs> Not to say that Hellboy was shit, but I did think it was funny. We were watching that and it, we say it in a lot more detail in the Hellboy episode that me and D and Nathan are on. But just the whole thing, like I was just so mad watching that movie, just because <laughs> I don't get frustrated watching movies mm-hmm. like visibly frustrated. Because sometimes I just go. Oh, this is stupid. Like to myself, but yeah. I was—I audibly sighed and went like, "Ugh, like that." <laughs> and he's like, "Are you awake?" <laughs> I was like, "Sadly, yes." Like, yeah. So I thought that was so Rocket Man. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else about this movie? I mean, like, it, it's a standard biopic film in that it's not, but it is. Yes. And like, Taron does a damn good, damn fine job. Yeah, I. I think my my favorite part about it was Taron. He did such. I mean, the performance was very. I mean, his his performance was constantly perfect. Did you catch Tate Donovan's appearance? Wait, what? Tate Donovan <laughs> was the guy who was at the Troubadour. Son of a bitch! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? You got your Hercules in there, or Love Potion Number Nine, if that's your fancy. Yeah. And then and then you have uh, yeah. So let's go over some other people that were in the movie. Jamie Bell was Bernie Toppin. And mm. I've seen him around in other things. What other things has oh, he been in? When he, he's had that small little bit he sang. Once he started singing, I wished he had more singing bits. And I know that obviously that doesn't yeah. go with what it was about. But still, he, his, he was a rock. He had a rockin' voice. Oh, no, totally. I agree with that 100%. Uh, oh, and by the way, he has been in Jumper, Billy Elliot, Fantastic oh, Four, Six Days... And a bunch of other uh, Snowpiercer, Man on a Ledge, Adventures of Tintin, mm. Defiance, yeah, just a, a Flags of Our Father. He was in King Kong. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies. I was saying I've seen him before. Yeah, and it was nice to yeah, it was nice to hear him saying. I guess that's the. I think there was just little things I wanted a little bit more from it. But after the movie was said and done, I walked out. I was like, that was a damn fine movie. And yeah. then after I sat on it, but I was like, it. It's a damn fine movie. I felt like I could have got a little bit more from it. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't feel like I wasted any money whatsoever at all going to see it. Now, Grand, I also have AMC stubs, A-list, <laughs> so technically it was free, but it wasn't. Well, no, it wasn't because we went to a different theater. It wasn't AMC. <laughs> damn. Okay, so, so here in Columbus, we have the AMC Lennox. 
right? Yes. They added a Dolby Atmos theater at Lenox. Whoa. It has the reclining seats. None of the other chairs in any of the theaters have that yet. See, I've been avoid. <laughs> I've become so spoiled by the new theater chairs that I haven't been going to Lenox because I find them oh. uncomfortable. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm with you, but the Dolby Atmos. So we watched mm-hmm. Aladdin in Dolby Atmos. Oh, at Lenox, and it was like like the carpet flew by and the whole theater shook. Nice. And I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is amazing. That would be nice to see Phantom of the Opera again. Not that they would, but just to have the you whole know, thing vibrating when you have the organ going, now, that would be worth it. <laughs> you know what would also be great? Hmm. Fucking Godzilla. Oh, yeah. And Dolby Atmos. Yeah. You know, now, 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 please know this very much so, and I'm not saying my thoughts on Godzilla really just yet, but Rocket Man was in all the Dolby Atmos theaters. <laughs> Why? Like, don't get me wrong. It's Elton John music, and would I like to hear that at peak performance? Yes. But you know what I also like to hear? Fucking Boston getting annihilated by a three-headed <laughs> dragon, a giant moth, and a dragon. Yes. Like, yes! <laughs> and that's not what I'm going to get ever. Like, yeah. I've already seen it in IMAX, and that was cool, too. But, like, I just want to hear the... And just you want to whole, feel the presence yes, of the monster. Of the, yes. You want to feel kaiju behind you. I do. And you know what? Sure, it's okay to, you know, feel Crocodile Rock <laughs> when the whole audience lifts up. Yeah. Oh, that I, was cool. I enjoyed that bit. No, no, no. I, oh, oh I, no. I, was I, ma- did I, was too. Ma- I was making an aside. No, I know. It's okay. Well, I, I just want to be clear. I'm not mad that the movie's in Dolby Atmos because I'm sure it's beautiful in Dolby You're Atmos. You're mad that Godzilla was not. I was because they both opened the same weekend and it's just like if they advertise it's going to be on Dolby Cinemas, then fucking put it in a Dolby Cinema. Or like like Columbus, Ohio has an Easton one and a Lennox one. They're both Dolby Atmos. Mm-hmm. Why can't one and then they switch? It's weird. That's, that's all I'm saying. A little equal love for Elton and the big G, <laughs> you know? It's the least we could do for G for fighting for us. It, 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 that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and fight he does. <laughs> but that's on another episode. No, I. that was my only complaint. And so uh, for those who have A-list, I would love to get your thoughts on this. Uh, email me at goodbaggykia.gmail.com. But the reason I brought this up is that we got tickets for Aladdin and we got tickets for Rocketman mm-hmm. all at the same time on the app, which was very convenient for us. And then we got a refund on both like a day later. And then when we checked the showings, every single one was sold out. Ah. Now, something that the and when I looked at Godzilla, every IMAX showing was sold out too. And I'm like, look, I really want this to be true. <laughs> it ain't true. <laughs> but then if you looked on Fandango, it was doing the same thing. It, it said that they were all sold out. And I'm just like, I'm not buying that though, because I would see more people leaving the theater from both movies, not just that. Yeah, it was just a weird thing. So we had to go to another theater that was not sold out, that was not AMC, which they had the reclining seats. It was very fine. It was Marcus. (laughs) I love Marcus Theaters. They should get their own A-list, though. (laughs) I'm just saying. But yeah, it was very... Bizarre. So we didn't get to eat, we didn't even get to see the Dolby Atmos version of Rocket Man. Uh, That's really what I'm upset about. So, <laughs> so Nick, what did you think? Well, I didn't get to see in Dolby Atmos. That movie fucking sucks because of that. Uh, no, it was actually a very enjoyable film. It, the problem with these movies too is that they all follow a very similar formula. Yes, like, and it's hard. How do you do it any other way? That that makes it interesting. And yeah. the thing that makes this one interesting is that again, it it's very much through his perspective. And his flawed memory of what's happening, yeah. which which is not which is actually very interesting because I don't think, 
and not to say that they haven't done it before, but I've not seen that done in that way mm-hmm. in a big movie. Like, you know, I remember, uh, do you ever see the Buddy Holly story with uh, Gary Busey? No. It, I think it, I don't, oh man, was it made for TV and one like Cable Ace Wars or whatever? But that's what kind of started the biopic being what it was, which sure. is you have the, you know, the, you have the rise, you have the stardom, and then you either die in a plane crash, have drug overdose, mm-hmm. and you die, or you survive one of those things, <laughs> and it's about the comeback. Yeah. But like it, it, it's the same in every movie. Even the even the fictional ones, like A Star Is Born, is structured like that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's all. But I mean, that's a good movie anyway. So it is. Which is and, and what's interesting about that is they do two at the same time. So yes. you're getting two for the price of one. Yes. Well, which then, is also have, sad. And then you have the Barbra Streisand ending where the guy's dead and or gone, and she's singing the you know the sad like song. and funny girl. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because it's also a star is born with Barbara Streisand. <laughs> oh, Papa, can you hear me? Um, uh, by the way, did you watch Deadpool too? Yes. Where he is like, do you ever notice how Frozen is? It's like Papa, can you hear me from from Gretel or whatever the name of that fucking musical is? And he's just like, I want to build a snowman. Papa, can you hear me? Like he's just going through it, and you're just going. Oh no! I can't not hear that ever again. Um, Call Phoenix Wright. We must have a case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really I really enjoyed Rocket Man, and I would not I would like to purchase it. And it doesn't fold any of the normal tropes. Could have got a little bit more from it, I thought. But uh, any, but I thought I have nothing else to add to the Rocket Man. I I feel like the yep. Rocket Man was very rocketing. Yep, it and, felt honest. It did, in an unhonest way, but it felt honest. I didn't feel like they glorified Elton John. Elton John was just a dude with a, with an issue. Yeah. I, they kind of glorified him just a little. Well, I mean, only but, because... But it's, only but it's because, in his own head, only because, Yeah, it's in his own head, and it's because know, they, they showed how he would... Like, the things that he would wear. I mean, obviously, it was really glitzy because of how he would dress on stage. But, but he but, would wear some of those costumes. Like, they showed the one photo of him in the, in the baseball thing, and you're yeah. just like... <laughs> also, they said that he actually hit the ball in real life, and then t- and one, t- one, one time, one, he didn't have to throw more than one, and Taron did the same thing. Yeah, you're right, he did. Yeah, I mean, he, in the like, movie. In the movie. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, even in real life, they did that, supposedly, Elton and Elton cracked it, supposedly. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so Rocket Man, really good. <laughs> we hope you should check it out. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? No, I'm just a, I'm just a civilian. You're a civvy? I'm a civvy. I get that. I respect that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Dee, thank you very much for being on the show. Absolutely. And if you have any thoughts on Rocket Man, you thought I was like way off or D was way off or you agreed with us, we'd like to hear that too. Goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. And uh, thanks for listening. I wouldn't because I've got a really fr- uh, frail ego. It'll hurt my feelings. Well, you can tell, tell me. <laughs> He'll sugarcoat it for me. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here with that! Jeez! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you showed up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place!